turns out that if you're an unmarried single father, in other words, you have a child with uh, somebody else, but you two are not married, it is not possible to register your child for a birth certificate without the mother of the child being present. It's resulted in a number of children living without birth certificates, essentially stateless, as some legal professionals say. We're going to find out exactly what this all means and why it is so important to remind ourselves on where we are and why things perhaps need to change. Also coming up in this hour, your to-do list. We'll see what you need to get through today. And very exciting stuff, phone line traffic. We love hearing from you. Love it, love it, love it. So we'll open up the lines. You can call in and share anything with us on this Wednesday. So much more on the way. Stay with us. It is the morning flavor. 13 minutes past six. Let's look at Russell's making news. And apparently, if you are unmarried, single father, you cannot register your child for a birth certificate if the mother isn't there. Now, the problem here is that we sit with hundreds of children who are living without birth certificates. Some are saying they're stateless. They cannot... Um, quite be recognized as belonging to any country. And from what we are reading, the law only allows for the mother to register the child if it happens that the parents are unmarried. Now, there perhaps is a sense here that there are some complexities uh, because naturally, if you're having kids out of wedlock, these are the sort of things you'll encounter. Mm. I mean, there's a 1992 Births and Deaths Registration Act which uh, guides us on what the processes should be when uh, births and deaths are registered. But things are not quite um, adapting to current situations. So let's look at what this is all about and let's understand it better so we know we stand. We joined on the line by Anjuli Maestri, attorney at the Center for Child Law. They have been dealing with a number of cases in this regard. Anjuli, good morning. Welcome. Good morning. Thank you very much for having me. Well, I mean, you are an unmarried father. You can't register your child without the mother. Why does the law still say this? So it's it's slightly complicated. In mm. 2018, there are the part of the law that states that was declared unconstitutional. So there's two prongs to it. Mm. The first part is that um, a, a, an unmarried single father cannot register the birth of his child without the mother being present. And that's Regulation 12 in the Births and Deaths Registration Act. Mm. That essentially means that Without the mother being present, a single unmarried father cannot approach the Department of Home Affairs at all to register the birth of his child. And that was declared unconstitutional in 2018 in the same case. Mm. But there's another section that's linked to that Regulation 12. That's Section 10. What Section 10 says, it works together with Regulation 12 in that in order to affix a surname, particularly the father's surname, to the child's birth name, the mother also has to be present. So if we have declared that a single unmarried father can now approach the Department of Home Affairs and, and that that is lawful to do and register the birth of the child, then a father can do that, but they still encounter a barrier in being able to affix their surname to the child's first name without the mother being present, which means in essence, single unmarried fathers still cannot actually register the birth of the child without the mother being present. And that's obviously problematic hmm. because single unmarried fathers are raising children all over the country every single day without the mother being present because she might be deceased, she might abandon the child, or she might be around and she might simply be disinterested. Hmm. Now, one of the other things is the, the problems with this. You know, we often take it for granted not having a birth certificate. What are some of the, the issues and the problems with that reality? 
Right. So, I mean, first and foremost, the thing that we have to realize is that having a birth certificate is a right in and of itself. So whether or not that prevents us from being able to do other things is largely irrelevant. We need to be able to have that birth certificate because the Birth and Death Registration Act says so, so does the Constitution, not in exactly those words, but it does entitle you, the Constitution, to have the right to a name and a nationality from birth. But to answer your question, mm. what it ends up doing, lack of having a birth certificate, ends up preventing you from being able to do so many things. For instance, in many cases, it prevents children from being able to access schools, although now there has been some work done in that regard where schools will accept children without birth certificates. They also are unable to, for example, um, apply for social welfare if they need to be placed into foster care, for example. They're unable to, to be placed into foster care without a birth certificate. Mm. They're unable to access health services without a birth certificate. They're unable to apply for matric to write their exams without a birth certificate. Mm. They'll be unable to apply for jobs in the future if they don't have the ID that's consequent on the birth certificate. Mm. So it bars you from being able to live an ordinary life. Sure. Hmm. And Julie, is there anything that we can do um, in order to assist fathers um, in, in, in making sure that they, they have almost equal rights and, equ- and are seen as equals to uh, mothers? We see it in, in cases of um, adoption, in this case of birth certificates, in cases of dads, uh, you know, trying to get custody of their children, that it seems like the perception in South Africa still pretty much considers the mom uh, as being a primary caregiver, whether the mom wants to or not. What can we do to change that perception and work towards a place where we can just accept that a parent is a parent and whoever comes forward to want to be responsible for a child can do so without the red tape? Right, and I would agree with you that it's incredibly problematic and one of the things that we can do is continue to have dialogue that um, that ensures that fathers are viewed as on the same footing as mothers. But I mean, one of the, the real barriers, we can have as much dialogue as we want um, and change attitudes and perceptions about that, but one of the realistic barriers is actually our laws. And so as civil society, as non-governmental organizations, and as government itself, we need to actually start dismantling all of the laws that prevent fathers from being able to... Um, do things for their children that are necessary, for example, like applying for a birth certificate. Mm. Because at the end of the day, it's actually not the the unmarried father who is being prejudiced. It is the child who's being prejudiced, mm. the child's rights that are being prejudiced. They are unable to apply for their, to have their birth certificate. They are unable to access the services that are consequent on that. And they are in the end the one that goes out. Mm. All right, Anjuli, we'll leave it there. But of course, uh, I know that these matters continue and as you've alluded, uh, more needs to be done in untangling some of this red tape. Anjuli Maestri, attorney at the Centre for Child Law, they've been dealing a lot with uh, a number of cases like this. I mean, maybe it would be good to also get some perspective. Your yeah. own personal experiences of how you've been able to work through registering your child in the instance where you are not married, you and you know the, the, your partner, in essence. And what some of the issues that have come up you know, have been because, I mean, every situation is unique. There are some very specific complexities between man and woman who are essentially not married. Yeah, I mean, I think as uh, Anjuli alluded to that it's the child at the end of the day that gets so prejudiced. So, gee whiz, man, it's it's so frustrating, I can imagine, for parents, moms and dads who now need consent from someone who they're probably not together with anymore to do anything for their child. And it's just, yeah, things need to change, really. Right, we'll take some calls. Phone line traffic is open if you have thoughts on that one.
Well, it's another morning, another Wednesday, another day, another dollar. And Rob Beasy has details on traffic. Good morning, Rob. Yeah, we have. Thanks for another day. Thank you very much, Rob Beasy. Which city in our country is the most congested? We will let you know in just a moment. And I wonder if Rob Beasy knows the answer as well. Ooh. It's Janae Aiko with Ferry. 625. Good morning. This is The Morning Flavor. Hashtag The Morning Flavor. Ferry says Janae Aiko. What an absolute talent. The headlines and sport are coming up next. We'll get an update from Pearl Shong and Owen Honey. So Zola has had a lot to say in the last uh, couple of hours. And it really relates to how much support local platforms, in other words, TV and radio, are giving to local content, either music and so on. Take a listen to what he has to say. And then, yeah, I'm sure, um, as was the case on his own social media page, a lot of people will have something to comment on.